Hey, Fifth Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What's going on, everyone? And welcome into another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And you can put underwear on the list of things that I never thought I'd have to DoorDash in my life. But here we are. Laura, I would ask you how you're doing, but I've been sitting in a hotel room with you for almost 24 hours. We look like 90s rappers because (laughs) we're just wearing casual gym shorts (laughs) and plain t-shirts because we have not been able to leave our hotel because we are on our... How many hours ago was our flight supposed to leave? Like 28 at this point? Yeah, we were supposed to be back in Grand Rapids. You were supposed to be back in, in Ohio right now. Mm-hmm. Probably. You would have made it back by now, I would assume. Yeah, because so. yeah, it, it would have been 11-ish, so I would have been back in Columbus. But And here we are. Here we are. Still mm-hmm. in Houston, Texas. Still in Houston, Texas. Still hot as you know what. And uh, we frankly just couldn't stare at each other much longer in this hotel room without doing anything and so we were like we should talk on a microphone and i mean we already have the equipment with us anyway so we kind of know how to do it at this point we know how to podcast in houston uh this is the other thing you all have to know about what's going on here again hot as you know what we have turned the air conditioner off for the sake of quality recording and so this episode is going to be 18 minutes (laughs) There's no way. There's no way. Because it's 11.30 at night, and it's 95 degrees outside. So So it's 9.30, but... Oh, that's right. It's 9.30 <laughs> at night, and you it's can, 95 degrees outside. If you can tell where we're at mentally, there it is. You can you can see it. We haven't opened the window except for one time today, so I really don't know, like... What the outdoors yeah. look like. No, that's very fair. That's very fair. And um, we also are like in the midst of recovering from watching the NHL awards, which was uh, the biggest cringe and amount of secondhand embarrassment that I've had in a long time. And like I've I've seen some shit in my day, but that was a lot. It it was terrible for you. What was your biggest cringe of the whole thing? So, you know I love kids. Mm. Oh, don't do it to Dirk Smelly's son like this. I have to, though. They did not prepare this kid enough. They couldn't have. This poor child interviewing these major hockey stars, and it just was bad. I couldn't wait for the one with Connor McDavid to be over. I will say I kind of like the Matthew Kachuk one, but that's because of Matthew Kachuk more than it was about the kid. Yeah. He just, he played along really well. He did, but the kid was, God bless him. It was rough. But also, his father hated being there. Oh my God, his eye roll when, when he got done reading that really long-winded <laughs> teleprompter uh, script, he was like over it. Yeah, he's already on the phone with his management company being like, I am never fucking doing that again. Yeah, that's on y'all. That's on y'all. He's pissed off. He's pissed off. But no, it was, I mean, like, still all in all, a couple of glimmers of goodness. I'm trying to think of what my least favorite one is. Oh, man. There was a lot that I could write about. By write, I mean talk about. I... 
Yeah, anything with Connor McDavid was tough. Paul Bizonet was awful. He was really bad. I don't know. Connor McDavid's like, is he still 17 or is he 18? I don't know when his birthday is. But like, t- like talking about giving this kid a fake ID to go to the strip club, I'm like, oh my god, this is exactly like, oh man. Yeah, and then you know, just being a disgusting human being. Come on, not Connor, not Connor McDavid. No, no isn't it? oh yeah, we wouldn't expect that Connor McDavid would have enough of a. I was gonna say enough of a personality, but he showed it a little bit tonight, which actually felt kind of nice. Let's see. He did, yes, in a very touching moment at the end of the show. But correct, correct. But we are not here to talk about any of that, and frankly, we're really not here to talk about much, except for we got bored and we asked everybody to send us questions because we wanted to, just like I said, record for the sake of recording, and you know, talk. This talk, we'll talk hockey. Um, there are definitely some hockey questions in here, but. Uh, Laura, I have to be honest with you. I don't know where we're starting. Oh, I was going to just let you lead the way. Yeah, I figured that might be the case. I'm uh, worried about that, however. Uh, give me a social media app. Are we doing Instagram or Twitter first? Uh, Instagram. Okay. I have to say, I want to save our collective favorite question for the end. We said that we would send somebody merch uh, for our favorite question, and I think we have one. I think we have one pretty clearly. Books. Oh my god, wait, Instagram made their stories bigger. Look how big those are. Oh. That's large and in charge. Anyway, let's go to the DMs and let's see what some of these questions we have are. Okay, let's start with our good friend Morgan. We have to start with the best, right? We have to. Obviously. Hi, Morgan. Um, we do. Um, okay, so we've got a few here. We've got favorite piece of CBJ wear slash like slash memorabilia. And then we've got Favorite movie, TV show as of late. Secret trade hope of like 1% likelihood. And favorite arena concession. So, Laura, what is your 1% trade situation and why is it Cam Atkinson coming back to Columbus? Um, it's just because. I love, I mean, I love him. I is just, that, am I right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it won't happen. He won't come back to play in Columbus, but you know, he just, it was such a shock to the system that he got traded away and, and, you know, to begin with. And the fact that we now, you know, really don't have anything from that trade because Jakob Voracek will never play again. Um, and isn't even a blue jacket anymore. I mean, we traded him to Arizona, but Cam was just everything to me that embodied a blue jacket. And, um, yeah, I just miss that energy and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But it won't happen, and I'm okay with it. But You know what's kind of interesting to think about? Mm-hmm. When you say embodied a blue jacket, this team is so different. Would you say that a quote-unquote blue jacket is the same blue jacket that it was four years ago, three years ago? No, because it is so different. We're much younger. Yeah. Like, there's a different – obviously, we've been through different coaches, and there's a different energy, and – um, it's yeah. You know, I mean, they're different, but like as far as like a community and like um, support, you know, situation yeah. that was Cam for me. So. Yeah, one hundred percent. I that was just a fascinating little tangent that I thought like that we haven't really ever talked about. But yeah, looking at oh, what's mine? Oh, I might get in trouble. I don't know who would come back. Okay, who would you send away? Elvis. 
I think it would be so good for them to get out from under that and then to be able to restart that whole experiment with somebody else. I really do. You know this. I'm not saying anything that people who are listening don't already know about me and my thoughts on the whole situation, but for both of them, right? Like for both the team and for Elvis, I feel like that would just be the best. But anyway, uh, that's my 1% likelihood. How about what was one of her other questions? Favorite swag? Yes. What's your favorite swag that you own? Uh, well, my favorite memorabilia is um, clearly just gonna talk about them all night long yeah this is the cam atkinson podcast everybody welcome on in um is my cam atkinson uh playing card from his first all-star appearance that you bought me for christmas you're welcome that has a piece of his jersey and also got signed the night before he got traded oh it sure did that's so tough that is so tough what are you gonna do though you know what i mean yeah, but it's still my favorite piece that I own out of all the things. So, oh, what's mine? I mean, I feel like it might have to be the Rick Nash poster that I bought on his for like during his jersey retirement. Uh, I accidentally won an auction, and so therefore I own it now. Um, but I mean, like it's cool. Like I, I'm glad that I have it, but it's was a silly purchase but now i have it and that's what matters and that's good but i also have a few of the hats for heroes from across a, a wide variety of times so i think like we even have like a, a tyler wright one from way back in the day and then all the way up through i think i've got a patrick line one i've got a i might have an elvis one did i give you the elvis one i have an elvis one i might have yeah okay what other question does she have favorite concession what's your favorite concession at the arena uh, the the hot pretzels. Okay, just like straight up hot pretzel. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with. I mean, you can't go wrong with the skyline stand, but specifically, there's a stand on the first floor that does nachos. At least it did this year. That is easily my go-to. Yes, you were very excited to try that. When so you, good. When I told so you that they were there. So salty. So salty. But it is what it is. No worries. But. Uh, I'll just die young, you know what I mean? So it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Okay, so let's keep it on Instagram. And let's go to our friend Julie, who asked, what is the best thing to do when you're trapped in a hotel room? Well, apparently it's record a podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's basically and try to figure out how to survive 36 hours without your suitcases. Um, so we're really hoping for the best when I go back to the airport, folks. Yeah. And we basically watched a lot. I think I introduced you to Chicago Fire. The yeah. Television show. So, I didn't really watch much of it, though. I'm going to be honest. I was doing other stuff. Well, it was on. I was watching it. It was on. Take naps. Took a yeah. nap. I didn't do that either, really. Um, I kind of just played on my laptop. Yep. Working on some things, doing some stuff. Some stuff that you'll all hear about soon. But but yeah, that would be my my thought. And then what is your favorite like what are is she gonna see us in Traverse City this year? Uh heck yeah. Heck yeah, you are Julie. I mean we can't miss it. We can't. It's for one, it's just too close to where I live to like not go. But uh but yeah, I mean I think it's gonna be a fun year for the Jackets up in Traverse City. I mean, they'll have, you know, whoever they pick third overall. Well, the only way that wouldn't be true is if they picked Adam Fantilli and he went to college, stayed in college, or if they picked Matvey Michkov. That's really the only scenarios in which those guys wouldn't play in that tournament. 
Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see what, what they can do. And you'll have some returners there that I think will be really cool to see. You'll have folks like Luca Del Belouz. I'm sure that Jordan Dumay will be there. Um, James Malatesta had a good year. He'll be there again, I'm sure. It'll be his third Traverse City, which is kind of wild. But, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it's going to be a good lineup of, of folks there. And so I definitely would check it out if you've got the time. And also, like, it's not that far of a drive. Traverse City's gorgeous. It's a good excuse for a long weekend. Just do it. It is like a seven and a half hour drive from Ohio. Not that bad. But just give it a preference. Because when you say it's not that long of a drive. It's not that long. I've done worse. Well, so have I. But some people don't like to spend more than five hours in the car. Well, that's on them. They've got to figure that one out. Because I love a good seven hour drive. Good podcast. Listen to a podcast. Or six. <laughs> more like six. Yeah, um, more like six. But nevertheless. All right. So it looks like that actually might have been all the ones from Instagram. So let's move back over to Twitter. I think we have to we have to rep home. We have to rep home. The hockey podcast network had a question for us. Oh, yes. Yes. And it was, what are you most excited for on draft day? Oh, this is a good question, fam. Um, I'm most excited. I don't know that there will be any, maybe, in the first round, a trade. But the trades are what I'm most excited for. Wait a minute. Did you just say you're most excited for trades? Yes, because right now I'm optimistic that if Yarmo trades anyone away, it's going to be people that I want him to trade away. Why would you be optimistic of that? What what track record do you have? <laughs> Zero, but I have to hope that one time it's going to be true. I have to imagine it is. I don't imagine him parting with anything too, um, anything that people are too connected with, at least at this point. I would be very surprised by that. He did confirm again today. Drafting a center. Yes, yeah. that we will be drafting a center at third. So, but no, I'm excited to see the trades. I feel like even if it's not Blue Jackets trades, there's going to be some interesting things happening because people aren't, you know, wanting to extend or, you know, teams are wanting to get rid of certain things as we've seen today with the Boston Bruins. But, um, so yeah, that's mine. What about you? I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to say probably the same thing, right? I mean, like, I think that Yarmo in and around the draft, that's when he does most of his work. I mean, because the Jackets, I mean, aside from obviously the Johnny Goudreau signing last summer, that's not where the Blue Jackets improve their team quite a bit. It's usually happening around this time of year when when teams are parting ways with pieces that aren't going to be there for forever or whatever have you. Like, this is where Yarmo really works his magic before a draft. and And I think that a lot of that might even happen here. Hell, it might even happen tomorrow. Well, oh, God, we're flying. Oh, it's definitely happening tomorrow. It's happening tomorrow. But nevertheless, uh, that's my favorite part. It's where we're going to get better. And, you know, I guess I'm excited, too, to see a couple of things outside of the jackets. Like, I am kind of excited to see what's going to happen with this Matvey Mitchkov stuff. I don't know if the uh, – there's rumors that the Flyers are interested in trading up to get him, which then makes teams like the Capitals interested in trading up to get him because, you know – why wouldn't you be? I, it would be fascinating to know what kind of things 
those teams would offer the Blue Jackets for third overall. I mean, it would obviously have to then, the return would have to be either there, like it would have to be the seventh or eighth pick, like for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think you do it if you're Columbus, but I'm just interested to know like what would be those, like yeah. what are those what are those folks okay with parting with? Because I mean, Yama's already said that it would have to be like the best deal he's ever seen in order to give up the third overall pick. So it would be interesting. I don't think they could do it money-wise. But I wonder if, like, there's rumors that Tom Wilson wants out. No. Could you imagine? No. You say all this until they are that person on our team and you love them. No. I'm right about that. You know I am. You would have loved for a player like that to be on the Blue Jackets. A shitty player who's, like, mean and, like, defends everybody. And, like, is the guy who, like, people are afraid of on the team. He would be your favorite player. No, I don't like Tom Wilson. I I think that if he wore Union Blue, you would be okay with him. But Tom Wilson's not going to agree to come to the Blue Jackets. That's beside the point. I'm just saying that I'm sure that that's a piece of the conversation if Washington is trying to trade up to anybody, not just Columbus. If we give up the third overall pick for fucking Tom Wilson. Oh, it wouldn't be for just Tom Wilson. Like You would have to include a center in that. You'd probably have to include Evgeny Kuznetsov or like somebody else. You would have to include way more than just Tom Wilson and the seventh overall pick for that. Or the eighth overall pick, excuse me. Yeah, there's no way that I would do that trade for just fucking Tom Wilson. But it'd be interesting to know like what they're throwing around. I don't know what Philadelphia can even offer that would be worth listening to. Oh, you're going to tell me that you would fucking trade Cam Atkinson who didn't play a single game in the entire year for the third overall pick? He was injured you're in timeout for the next three seconds. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. So you just gave me a look like I've just scorned you for not saying that Cam Atkinson was worth the third overall pick. Cam Atkinson was drafted in the sixth round. He wasn't worth the third overall pick back then. Fine. Love you, Cam, though. Love you so much. Um, okay. More questions. More questions. More questions. Neil from the Devil State of Mind podcast wants to know when we're going to do a collab episode soon. Soon, buddy. You know we love you. We sure do. We sure do. I just need you to get your team in check, but that's beside the point. I'm not afraid to cry on your show, Neil, if you're mean to me. So, <laughs> Do we think that he would be? Are we worried? Devils fans have been mean to us before. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I like I don't equate him. At least I hope I don't. If I ever start equating Neil with the Devils fans that we're talking about right now, then there's going to be bigger issues, Neil. But also congratulations on your wine deal, Neil, with the Devils. Oh, wine deal, Neil. That is a huge accomplishment. So congratulations, buddy. We're super happy for you. All right. Yes, we are, Neil. Save me a glass. Pour me a glass. Oh, my God. Maybe we can find a way to get a bottle of the wine and have it when we're doing the collab episode with him. That would be fun. Let's make that happen. Let's look into that. I think he has a promo code somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere it exists. Okay. So looking at some of these other questions. That one I'm absolutely saving for last. Okay. And then... William, that one CBJ fan, asked us, who do we have winning each award? William, I could act like we recorded this before <laughs> the award show and tell you, but I wasn't surprised by anything, I guess I would say. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think that I would have picked it any different. I don't like that Jim Montgomery won with Boston, the the Jack Adams. I think Laura and I both agree that that probably could have gone to, to either Dave Haxtell, um or Lindy Ruff before it went to Jim Montgomery, but that's beside the point, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't 
I knew Maddie Mayers was going to win the Calder. Although, should he have? I wonder. I think he only had like three goals in the last like 30 games of the season. Yeah, but people have been blowing smoke up, smoke up that his ass the whole season. That's true. So. That's true. Stuart Skinner, a big reason why the the Oilers found their footing in the playoffs too. So, and obviously this this stuff was voted on before the playoffs, but uh, you know he had a hell of a run there after the trade deadline too. So I don't know. I was a little bit surprised. It felt like yeah, I think you're right. I feel like folks were just like, it's gonna be Maddie Bernier's. Like it's just it has to be. You were a little bit disappointed that Jack Hughes didn't win. Oh, the lady bank. Yeah, but honestly, that's just because I like him. I just think he's a, uh, he's a cool dude. Um, so that was the only reason, but I don't have any. That's the kind of award that you can't really, like, as a fan, I don't have any input. Like, I couldn't tell you because, like, a lot of it's voted on based on things that are happening on the ice. And, and sure, it's like, oh, let's see how many penalty minutes this guy has. Like, oh, okay, it's like little bit but like that's not the award either it's not who has this list but like that would be easy to do you would just give it to somebody the same way you do to the you know the rocket richard right like oh you scored the most goals that's just pretty that's pretty objective yeah, um pretty but yeah i'm a little sad about it but okay looks like we've got one from john young at cbj underscore chef hey john how's it going um so with all the bodies we have in columbus what would you two project our opening lines are huh there's like almost no way is there like i just it's hard i guess like if you talk about like just like as is right like maybe we could play this game like well do we want to build it together sure that'd be a fun little exercise for us to fight about <laughs> well i think for time's sake yeah it's gonna be easier to do um, this one okay so do we want to start with forward lines or defensive pairings well let's start defensive pairings that feels different for us let's okay. start there i mean i think so number one is Zach and Damon. Oh, I disagree. You want to put Zach with Adam Boquist? Oh, Adam Boquist. Yeah, I think I'd put them on the first line, and then I'd put Provorov and Severson together on the second pair, because then you've always got like a one and one. Yeah, well, yeah, or like just like somebody that I feel pretty good about. Like I don't know. Like I think that that would be a good way to to divvy up some of that. Like now, granted, I mean you run into the issue of Adam Boquist being a little bit more of an offensive defenseman himself. And so you get that with both Zach and, and him. But I think like, I still, there's a part of me that still is just waiting for that to start working. And it hasn't gotten a chance to because of injuries, but like part of me is just curious. So I think that's how I'd start the season. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like, you're going to see a blender with that the most. Um, so we'll see. Uh, all right. Then we move to the third pairing and that's tough. Well, yeah, I think you have to put Gabrielson on You have to. Though. He makes too much money. Yeah, he makes too much money, and he's too handsome. Well, then there's that. <laughs> then there's that. Um, but then you have this, like, litany of people that could be in that spot. But I think based on performance, i put Andrew Peake there. Yeah, but then you're leaving. I mean, like, and I don't disagree with you necessarily, but that leaves out folks like David Yurichek, like Nick Blankenberg. If David Yurochek plays in the NHL. In the NHL. That's the question. And I he make it really hard to not have him be in the NHL. Like the way he played in the AHL last year, like you know, I guess you can give him another year. It's a good problem to have with him, but Well, and Andrew Peake is projected to be trade bait, so he may not even be a blue jacket anymore. So Are we forgetting anybody there? Jake Bean. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, like, I think you have to include Jake Bean in that lineup then. 
but Jake beat an Andrew. Like that's where you. That's your six and seven right there right now. Mm. Somebody's got to get traded. I mean, there's no way we can't keep even like we just can't keep all of them. Ugh. I mean, I guess Nick Blankenberg could play. In he Cleveland. can actually play in Cleveland. Yeah, he's waiver exempt, so he can go to Cleveland, and that's actually probably what will happen. I would be surprised if it didn't. Right. Um, it's gonna tick off a bunch of fans, but um, just kind of is what it is. That the yeah. So we have to get rid of Jake Bean or uh, Andrew Peak. So because we're not getting rid of David Yurchak. Oh God, no. So. So, yeah, that's kind of a, a question mark. If David Juracek is able to play in the NHL, then I go David Juracek. But if not, I'm I'm going to go with Andrew Peake out of the pairing of him or Jake Bean. I think I would, too. The only thing that's attractive to me about – I mean, you need a shutdown pair somewhere. Like, the one thing that's attractive to me, though, about Jake Bean being included on that third line would be – He's got some offensive skill to him. Like there's some potential there that you're instilling some more offense in all lines. But you have to consider Mike Babcock is a pretty locked down defense. Yeah, I mean it probably would be Peaker or Yeah, it probably would be. But nevertheless, those are six, so that's good. Uh goaltending's easy. It's Elvis and, and Terry. One, two. That just kinda is what it's gonna be. <laughs> Barring any trades. Like that's the only way that that's gonna change. And then you get to the forwards, and this is like, uh, so I mean, like, I think you could even do this exercise predicting that the Jackets draft a center there, third overall, because I don't think that that changes a lot about my top line. So is your top line Johnny Boone and Patrick? I mean... Or Johnny Boone and Krill? I mean, no, no. I, I Johnny and Patty have to. I feel like because they have to find chemistry because of like everything that happened last year, right? With with Patrick getting injured so early in the season and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just feel like it's irresponsible to not to not at least give that another shot, right? I mean, like you've got two players here for three, four more years together. And then obviously you've got Johnny's longer and then Patty can resign, of course. But that's that's the kind of thing that just has me thinking like you can't. <laughs> you, because you have if to. they do find chemistry, which we've seen glimmers of it in between Patrick's injuries, if they do find that rhythm, it could be really dynamic and really outstanding and like a big game changer for the Blue Jackets. Yeah. But it's keeping Patrick healthy so that Johnny doesn't have to keep switching up his other winger on his line because they'll keep Boone with him unless we draft a, a, a player like a playing eligible person i just it's irresponsible to me for them to break them up or to like put a sorry that was not what i meant to say at all to put whoever we draft on the top line yeah it's irresponsible you can't yeah. do that you can't you can't start them off there um Plus, we already know that Boone and Johnny have a chemistry together and really Boone and Patrick, when they've gotten an opportunity to play. Yeah. God, I love Luke Jenner. Well, um, I, I will say if the Jackets do end up making a trade for somebody like Elias Lindholm though, like I feel like that's your number one. Yeah. But for right now, I think we have to bank on Boone being. Yeah, you do. The number one. You do, which is 
Not great, but... So, second line. So, our first line is the classic, Johnny Boone and Patrick. Feels like a cop-out. We know, but <laughs> what else? So, the second line brings some interesting things because we will be seeing the return of um, Alexander Texier and um, the debut of Dmitry Ronkov. I don't think either one of them are on my second line, though. Really? No, I think no. I think you put Ken Johnson in the middle. Okay, Kirill on a wing. Kirill on a wing. And Cole? No. No. We already talked about Cole being. Well, as currently constructed, mm-hmm. I actually probably. You're gonna yell at me. Jack. Yeah, I'd probably put Jack in the middle, and then put Kirill and. Carell and Kent on the wings. So you want to take the center opportunity away from Kent? Well, he's never really. I mean, like, yeah. Okay. Um, at least for now, right? I mean, like, like you continue to grow into that role, right? Like, I mean, like, I don't think like this is like if you if we have this team the way it is right now, like, I don't know because I don't know that you could put Jack on the third line when you've also got Dmitry Ronkov. And then you've got Sean Crowley too. And you've got, like, we've talked about Alexander Tex. Like, and again, Tex is not going to play center, like, at the start of the season. Like, I don't think he's going to have that opportunity. I don't even know that Tex is going to play for the Jackets to start this season. Like, there's, like, no guarantee. Oh, you think he, there's, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee, right? I mean, because, like, then you look at it. Who have we still not talked about, right? Okay, so, like, let's just say for the shifts and gigs, it's any combination of the three that I said or, you know, the two that you said, and then anybody. We well, still have so many more. Well, yeah, because you think about, I think we talked about it last show, who would make the ideal fourth line, which is Sean Corrali, Matthew Olivier, and we decided Cole Cylinder. So to make up that third line, you've got like six people. Right. And again, you've got folks like Igor Chinnikov. You've got um, Dmitry Vronkov there. Uh and, and then, I mean, Eric Robinson is somebody we haven't talked about. Liam Foodie. Liam Foodie, Emil Bemstrom. Like, there's just this weird gluttony there. And really, we haven't placed Tex yet. I mean, like, we've talked about, like, whether or not he'd make it. Like, it's just. And, it, I mean, like you said, it doesn't count the fact that they're, they may be trading for an experience onesie. Or drafting somebody who could make this lineup. Correct. Oh, this is a good non-answer. Um, well, there's just too many people. You can't... I think we have to. I think that's the spirit of the question, is it not? So, what 18 do we cut? I'll concede Jack for you. Okay. Who, who else would you put on the second line? Um, so, what, we have Krill and Kent. Kent. Um... I would put the Krill and Kent. Bronkov, maybe? I just have such a hard time, and this isn't anybody's fault. Like, I just have such a hard time, like, not knowing enough about I how mean, his game Kent's is going to transition. Kent would struggle because he wouldn't have the Russian connection. 
that Kirill and Vronkov would have. Oh, I was going to say, like, do you put... I mean, let me say this. Dmitry Vronkov, I would have centering my third line. Okay. Like, that's like, based on what we know about his game... Not Sean Corrali? Fourth line. We said fourth line. Oh, that's right. Um... Uh, I mean, do you put Chinny on that line? Like, with Krill and Kent? Kent? Yeah, maybe. I don't hate that. It's it's either to me, it's a younger player line. To and me, it's either Chinny or Cole. I like Cole on the fourth line with Sean. And the more I think about that, the more I Olivier. think it's like not gonna happen. Cole on the fourth line. Oh. So do you want to swap him with Ginny or Robinson? I almost feel like Robinson. I don't love that. But, I mean, that line was consistent last year. We've picked two out of the same four lines if we do that. But, like, that line was just so consistent last year that I have a hard time believing that, like, a coach who doesn't maybe know the players as well is going to, like, he might look at that and say, okay, like, there was some success there. I want to see what I can do with that. So then do you put Cole on the third line with Ronkov? Maybe. Well, who's their other winger? Then you've got, then you start looking at Texier. You start looking at Bemstrom, Foodie. Did we place Chinny? Yes, we, we put him, him on the second, second line. line. Well, I probably. And are we conflating Chinny by putting him on the second line? Like, probably. Well, I think maybe perhaps he could switch with whoever we add to the third line. Yeah, I mean, I could see Cole moving up to that second line time to time. Um, but it's impossible, right? Like, I mean, it's just There's so just many. There's just too many of them. I mean, I think you, you give up on Foodie and Bemstrom. Yes. So then I guess it it is Tex? Yeah, put Tex on. The third line? Mm-hmm. And then make him make it like adjustable that he and um, Chinny could switch. I mean, here's the other thing too, out of left field. Do you know who Texier like? Texier found success as a fourth liner a little bit too. So do you put him with Corrali and Olivier? Olivier? And you put Cole. Or Eric Robinson on the third line. So that would make the third line Bronkov, Robinson, um, Bronkov, Robinson. The third line, uh, oh my God, who do we put on that? Cole. Cole, thank you so much. Anyway, um, and again, this is like all, oh, do you know who we're like forgetting about? Oh no. Justin Danforth. Oh, I love him. I want him on the fourth line. Yeah. Guess what? Another center. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is like again, that's not to say that like these guys can't play on the wings too, but it's just like this is like the issue again, right? Like it's this like gluttony of like bottom six centers that like probably wouldn't make NHL teams if they weren't the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, that was a fun little exercise that's going to hurt my brain for the rest of the night. Um, 
And that's like all like you're still hoping that like players like Luka Doubles, Jordan May, like those guys don't make a push out of camp. Like, and that's not impossible that they would. Although I would say that they're probably more likely going to play in the AHL if anywhere. But um, and that is if they're eligible. I don't know when they turn twenty and what their situation yeah, Jordan is. Jordan May would not be eligible. He's currently nineteen. So I'm wondering, like, I don't know when the. I don't think he'll be twenty. Jordan Demay turns. 20 on yeah no he won't so he would still be in the chl yeah so um what about luca del Bubble is? I love he turns 20 on november 10th but i don't know when that like kicks i in. thought it was in august but i'm not sure deadline was unsure but yeah so uh john thank you for that <laughs> for that twister of a of a situation that we just went through but i like it i like it um okay trying to find i think that we're out i think that we're ready for the best question that we received oh are we we were also getting a lot of like stuff from like the award show oh yeah so like uh it was kind of a hot mess but um let me just make sure real quick yeah okay so the best question comes from our good friend, the good Reverend Rodriguez. And his question is, if you had to choose one U.S. president to become the new head coach of the Blue Jackets, who would you pick? I have mine. Okay. I don't know that I have mine, so feel free. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Okay, because we're going into, like, a president of war. Mm-hmm. I think he was diplomatic. I think he um, was always straightforward. And he was great at making plans. And he was good for like a solid three seasons. Kind of tapped out the fourth. Because he died. <laughs> and he was trustworthy and reliable and the American people loved him. So what a way to describe that. <laughs> um wow, that's like not a bad one. Thank you. Um, I mean, wow, this is tough. We've had so long to think about this question. And like my fun answers are like Barack Obama, right? Like, because like, I just love Barack Obama, but like, I don't know that that's the right answer. I think his locker room speeches would be epic. I mean, they probably would be. I mean, like, I know sports. Like, he probably, like, is the most, like, maybe not the most, but, like, he was, like, a very vocally. Yeah, and he actively plays sports. Like, he plays basketball and stuff. Maybe that's not as bad of a pick as I thought it was. Like, I thought I was just going based on, like, the popularity factor and, like, the fact that, like, I like Barack Obama. But, um, because, like, my smart-ass answer was, like, do the exact opposite of Mike Babcock and go Jimmy Carter. A simple peanut farmer. Simple peanut farmer. But, like, that's not what they need. I think that's what they had in Brad Larson. Correct. Um, who's Torts, like, as a president? Like, who? who is he? Oh, um... Probably... He feels like a Reagan guy to me. Reagan didn't yell a lot. No, but it's like that trickle-down effect. It's like that idea of like... Yeah, I guess. I would maybe say more like... Eisenhower. Or... Even like... 
No, I can't say that because he has a really bad reputation. Are you going to say Richard Nixon? Well, that, but I was also going to say, like, John Adams. Oh, we're going back. God, yeah. you know way more about U.S. presidents than I ever would have imagined. My dad is obsessed with the U.S. presidents. I mean... John F. Kennedy was my second choice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I can see that. A little bit of JFK moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think... I am going to lock in Barack. I'm going to lock in Barack. Final answer. But I think... Uh, yeah, what a man. What a man. I almost wonder, like, there's a part of me that wonders, like, do you say Nixon? Because, like, Nixon was going to win, and he still cheated to win bigger. And I'm like, I, we could use that. Like, <laughs> we could... I mean, you could say Nixon, so... No, I... Yeah, I got to go Brock. We're going to lock in Brock. But... Um, well, that was fun. That was fun. Our listeners have good qu- or yeah, our listeners have good questions, which yes. feels good. And we will message you because you are a winning question, and we'll send you some merch stuff. I think we've sent you a shirt before, so we might send you like a mug. So just let us know. Yes, we'll reach out. But Laura, this was fun. This was very fun. This was very fun. Okay, you're gonna listen. You're gonna hear an ad read in here somewhere. So enjoy that. But. Um, we haven't done like a mini set in a while. Yeah, it's actually kind of nice. Maybe I won't put an ad in. Yeah, we don't have to put an we'll ad see. in. We'll see. We'll see. If you heard an ad in this, just know that I was productive. And if you didn't, Laura and I leave in six hours to the airport. So that's. And note that there will be another episode this week that will have an ad in it. That is true. That is true. We'll come back to you guys on Friday uh, after all the, the draft things have calmed down, hopefully. There's no guarantee, though. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But Laura, is there anything else on your hockey mind? Um, not much. I mean, I will be at draft party, hopefully, if we get find, out of Texas. Find wood. Find wood right now. Um, I'm checking our flight right now because I don't believe. Um, if we actually get out of Texas and I'm able to make it back home to Ohio, I am planning on being at draft party on Wednesday at Penn's Mechanical Easton. Um, Megan is unfortunately not joining me anymore, but I think. Friends of the show, Kyle and Danny will be there. So that's very exciting because Jeremy will not be able to join me. Um, although I'm sure he's pretty much like sick of me since we've been together nonstop since last Wednesday. So I'm going ghost on the world, on anything for like 24 hours. I'll be back. I'll be back on. We'll, well, no, that's not true because we'll obviously be talking about draft things. That doesn't give me a complex at all. I just, my thing is, like, I just have realized COVID made me this way. Like, I have gotten so okay with being by myself that it's weird for me to not be by myself. I live alone. Like, all these things. Like, I just, like, love alone. So do I. And I love you. And alone. (laughs) Listen, I don't think you're allowed to have a complex when we've been stuck in a hotel room together for the last 24 hours. I know, but this is also the same trip that you had the realization that I start to miss you before you're even gone. That is true. And that's, this is not the trip that I had the realization. That was probably like two or three years ago that I realized it. It was just the first time I brought it up. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's the first time he decided to tell me about it. So we are going to Bucky's. It felt like a vulnerable moment. It did. It did. But, but no, I think that's the only, I mean, naturally I think um, if we do actually get to leave tomorrow, that something will happen in Blue Jackets land while we're in, in the this, air. 
in the sky. So we're excited about that. And, you know, we're just tiptoeing ever so closer to free agency um, as well. So, oh, but I guess the last thing is just that former Blue Jackets captain at the current, Nick Foligno at the current moment is now a Chicago Blackhawk. See where that goes. As he was traded uh, along with Taylor Hall today from the Boston Bruins because um, they were trying to dump some cap space for probably signing Tyler Bertuzzi. Not for, not for, I mean, yes, for Taylor Hall, not for Nick. Well, yes, but yeah. the whole scenario was. Correct. So we'll see what Nick decides to do in the next couple of days because I guess he could sign before free agency opens. Um but if he waits until July 1st, we'll see if he actually stays a Blackhawk or retires or goes with another team or all the things. He will not be coming back to be a Blue Jacket. So. Yeah, don't need more forwards. Yes. Do you want to talk about the other rumor? Oh, I was going to say we also re-signed Carson Meyer. Oh, we did. Yes. Um, the rumor that you're mad about. Oh, see, I've already forgotten about it, so now I want to be mad again. The the Columbus is in on PLD. Oh, that's so fucking stupid. Because it's not real. Like, it can't... It's not real. I, I know why it was said. The whole Frank Saravelli, like, saying, like, this is exactly the kind of player that Columbus is looking for. Yeah, because he's the one that left that made it, so we need to look for it. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It'd be and like if say- after, like, Artemi Panarin signed in New York, being like, well, the Blue Jackets are really interested in Artemi Panarin because they need a play-driving... You know, playmaking. Like, to the fact that it was truly Torch that was the problem, it, or one of the players I have left in the last couple of years. There's no way. And also, like, I, the management group is the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't bring him but back. But what if you don't know that? I think I did. Like, this shit, like, goes deep. Like, I can't imagine a scenario. Because one thing that PLD almost made Yarmo do is look like a fool. And I don't true. think that that goes over well with, but the, with the ball. But if ownership is pushing winning over over pride, then, then we're making a trade for Elias Lindholm. Like I mean, like that's like the answer. Like, like that's like that has to be what happens. Like there's no way. If it happens, I'll get a Pierre Luc Dubois tattoo. Wow. Signed, so sealed, delivered. Mackenzie will have a great time. It'll be a good time. It'll be a good time. Sign still delivered. It'll, we'll make it happen. But anyway, thanks for reminding me. Anything else on your hockey? I, I don't like hockey right now. All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm anti hockey. Mainly because when we get off the airplane tomorrow in Chicago, PLD will be a blue jacket again. Shut up. <laughs> you would be more mad about it than I would. Not now. Now I would think it was hilarious. I don't know that that's true. I'm calling your bluff. Well, my dear friend Megan would feel very, our dear friend Megan would feel very conflicted as he was her first hockey love. And then she has been very embarrassed by him over the last few years. But I don't think that she would object to him returning to the Blue Jackets. Well, she's probably on a short list, but I digress. Well, folks, if all of this happens when we're in the sky tomorrow, or if you want to learn whether or not we got home, you're going to want to follow us on social media. And uh, unfortunately for Laura, this is going to start to get more complicated soon. And so you oh. still have the privilege of this being a shorter outro. A couple more times. A couple more times. I just love that we're just so 
teasing. I love being vague. Me too. Well, Laura, go ahead. Everybody's like, oh my God, they're not doing it anymore. We're still doing it. Shut up. Yeah. But Laura, where can they follow us? Yes. You can follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. You can follow us on Facebook, TikTok, TikTok and YouTube at Subjectively Speaking. You can check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. We also have a merch store, um, which will be where um, our dear friend's prize will be coming from. And that is subjectivelymerch.com. And then lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Particularly if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can scroll on down, hit five stars. It is our favorite number. And again, second time I'm saying this in Texas, we don't know how the algorithms work, but we just know that your ratings, reviews, and subscriptions, all that sort of jazz, helps to get us noticed in the hockey podcast charts and helps to bring more people to this wonderful little community of ours. And I know we've been teasing it, but we are very excited to be sharing some super um, big deal news um, with all of you very, very soon. None of which would be possible uh, without uh, the support and, you know, such that you've, you've given us over the last couple of years. So please, we hope that you are as excited as we are. And yeah, we just love and appreciate you so much. That we do. And until we get the chance to talk to y'all next time, make sure you take care of yourselves. Please pray to God that we get home from Texas and we will talk to you next time. Bye.